Welcome to episode number 129, Details. I am your host, Damon Soka. First of all, I appreciate those who listen. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, what could I ask of you to share this podcast and to rate it on your favorite platform? Today, we're going to talk about details, the little things in our lives, those small bothersome problems that tend to be sufficiently small that we don't take notice. Things like a minor misunderstanding at work, a moment of struggle with a child, our reoccurring symptoms of mental illness that fall outside of our management, even a stubbed toe. These are things we can work around. Things that aren't in the plan don't seriously affect our plans, but make us alter our path ever so little. These are the detail moments of our lives, mundane, ordinary, regular moments when a normal detail strays from the pack. While these moments by themselves do not cause a significant problem, they tend to aggregate and then fall in place in unison, causing more than just a small problem. We then start talking about bad days and bad weeks. It's truly not that the week has been necessarily any worse or better than any other week. It's just that these detail interruptions have accumulated, and we are now seeing them all at once. And for someone suffering, that is enough to make a molehill look like a mountain. For me, when it comes to these small details, for the most part, these detail issues don't arise to the level of a prayer for relief. I have found that somewhere between a terrible catastrophe and a bruised elbow, I personally have a threshold as to what qualifies to be included in my prayers and what doesn't. I suppose in some ways this is true for everyone. We set thresholds, personal thresholds, for what is deemed appropriate to bring before the Lord and what is not. The question that has occurred to me over the last several weeks is, if the Lord is really in all of those details, then why should any detail in my life be off-limits in my prayers? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is my bar set too high for purposes of inclusion in my daily prayers for many of those details and issues that arise? There are some things to consider before I move too far down the path of what qualifies and what does not for our prayers. First, spiritual maturity, which is really the sum total of our experience with the divine. Spiritual, spiritual maturity will affect those personal choices as to what is appropriate in prayer and what is not. Now, I will note here that spiritual maturity does not always affect prayer in the most positive manner. Sometimes, as we begin to truly understand the God of the universe, it can be difficult to approach such an awe-inspiring being with small matters. So, as we mature spiritually and better understand our Father and the role He plays as God of the universe, sometimes we can begin to think our daily needs or those small details are just far too mundane for such a powerful being. It's not that we don't want to ask or we don't want to talk about it. It's just that it doesn't seem to be something that would concern a being with such weighty matters of his own. Don't get me wrong. Spiritual maturity does allow for us to better sort through what we truly need and to discuss in our prayers. It's just sometimes I think that it overreaches and gets into the way of things we should be discussing but really aren't. So what prompted my pondering about all these details? Like many of you listening, I deal with daily pain, depression, and of course some anxiety to symptoms. They are a consistent force that consumes life itself with management. These symptoms affect my life in many ways, some greater than others. 
and I have struggled with what I should be asking for in my prayers of relief to the Lord. I have generally avoided approaching Father in Heaven with my concerns until, obviously, I've done what I can do. I felt that He expects at least a good effort. I've also come to avoid asking for relief until things are bad enough that I really don't have any other option. In some senses, leaving the heavenly help until all other options have been exhausted. For the most part, though, when I have asked, I actually have been given some relief. It is rare for the Lord to entirely leave me without any relief when I ask. I am not sure how many of you deal with the same concern. Should I ask every morning that my pain be removed, or at least manageable? Should I ask for my depression symptoms to be taken away, or for my anxiety for each particular moment it becomes difficult, or even bothersome? Should I ask before the symptoms actually come? What and when should I be asking? Scripturally, there are several points of doctrine regarding what we should ask for. The Lord's Prayer in the New Testament is actually a good example when we're talking about daily needs. When discussing broader concerns that might not qualify as daily needs, the Lord has frequently said, Ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. In Alma 34, Amulek discusses a variety of daily concerns that should be on our minds and obviously in our prayers. The Lord has qualified what we should pray about in a few places, noting that we should ask for things that are expedient for us and for things that are right and good. There are, however, some things that make rational sense if you ponder the idea of asking for that which is right. Obviously, we shouldn't ask for evil to fall upon another. We should avoid pure selfishness in our requests. And our requests should provide value to us and someone else, spiritually or temporally. We should ponder our requests to understand our own motives and the value of that petition. The Lord cares very much about our intent when we pray and that we have a true intent. In other words, we should stop and think if our request really does meet the definition of right and good. The Lord's Prayer is very clear about asking for things that we need on a daily basis. He specifically calls out praying for daily bread and nourishment. Food is needed, but it is a fairly mundane item to pray for daily unless you are without the necessity or the necessary substance for life. But the Lord did not specify this requirement in the prayer, saying, Give us this day our daily bread because we have none. Out of all the things that could have gone into that moment of teaching about prayer, the Lord taught that simple daily needs are important to him, and that the Lord is concerned for those very small details, including food, shelter, and even small moments of joy, happiness, peace in our lives. But how do we approach talking about the same daily needs without becoming repetitious and monotonous? I think that the danger with repetition is not repetition itself, but our intent. Often, we can say words in our prayers that have little to no feeling or intent with them. They're just phrases that we simply use when we pray. We don't feel the words, and without feeling them, they become empty phrases or words without faith, and lack of intent is really problematic. I don't believe that the Lord is concerned about repetition as he is much concerned about real intent and faith. If we feel and mean what we say and ask in faith and honesty, then we should have no issues in discussing even our smallest daily symptoms with the Lord. 
My approach is to tell the Lord how I feel the best I can, and then what I feel that he could do to help, and then, of course, to listen. I always try to approach prayer not from a doubtful perspective in that I doubt the Lord will hear and answer my prayer. I approach it from the perspective that he sees far more information about the past and future than I do. And if I ask, he will grant me what I need based on his knowledge. And that may not be exactly what I asked for. I often think about my illness and prayers and allow my thoughts to flow. I used to be fairly concerned about this flow in losing my entire train of thought. And of course, you do have to be cautious about allowing your mind to flow, especially when you're tired. But it can bring thoughts that will inspire you and what you should ask for from the Lord. One of the most important things that I have learned about prayer and details is that we can ask for the Lord to help us understand what we need to ask for. He can not only provide the questions for us, but the answers to those questions. Now, this does seem to be a little counterintuitive when one thinks about praying, but some of the most profound questions about life and about my illness have come when the Lord has provided both the question and the answer. One of the main questions with a chronic illness is, what do I discuss with the Lord? Now, I still struggle personally with getting sufficient questions and detail into my prayers, as it can be difficult when the illness interferes with the feelings that I really want to express. It can also feel very repetitive to discuss daily symptoms, the same daily symptoms and feelings, and even at times I struggle to express how I feel. When I approach the Lord with my chronic illness, I tend to think about my illness and the ways that it affects me. It is with the intent that I learn what I can do and ask for his help in things I cannot do. So I tend to ponder upon the subject, allowing the Lord to interject thoughts, ideas, and even questions I should ask. I listen for what comes of that moment and then place those questions, concerns, and thoughts in my mind where I can ponder them often. It has become a pattern in my life that only a small portion of what the Lord wants to tell me comes from those moments during prayer. The majority of what I learn comes later from the world around me as I ponder and I listen. The one thing about prayer that was elusive for quite a while in my life was this idea of having a prayer in one's heart. For me, this isn't about a consistent string of words, and I certainly don't think that is what the Lord meant. Prayer is revelation, and the Lord needs us to be open to revelation on any subject at any time. He has various resources he can employ, and if we are open to those resources, he can reveal truth to us and give us that healing and information that we need in the moment we need it. If we are only open to this revelation during prayer, I believe that our communications with the Lord will actually be very limited. We need to have a set of questions consistently in our minds and hearts to ponder and then be listening. And this includes our illness and those questions. The Lord can provide all types of help if we ask and then wait for answers to come. So we should ask daily for our pains So should we ask daily for our pains and depressions and anxieties to be reduced? The answer, of course, is yes, but with the understanding that we also need to do our part. Just kneeling in prayer and asking for help is only a part of the prayer process. If your anxiety is more than about more than one thing than another, 
then this should be discussed with the Lord, rather than just saying, help me with my anxiety today. If your illness entails a trauma, we should ask the Lord how best to address that trauma. Again, when we ask these questions, we should leave room for the Lord to work, meaning that he may ask us to do something in return, or even ask us questions. We should be attentive throughout the day and ponder those questions regularly. Allow the Lord to train you along with helping you to reduce your symptoms. Work with the Lord and your illness. Expect that the Lord will have you do your part. Expect that there will be bad days and you will have to get up and try again. Expect miscommunications in your prayer and difficulties hearing and understanding. But also expect miracles and have faith that the Lord can give you rest and what you need. Sure, there might be large miracles, but more often the Lord causes miracles to occur within the details of our lives. Be grateful for what you receive and recognize it as an answer from the Lord, and you will begin to obtain more help from Him and build that faith, trust, and in time a confident relationship with the Father and the Savior. There is one final important concept about asking and receiving that should be understood. The Lord knows exactly what we need, even before we need it. He has mapped out every possible solution and has prepared a way for you. However, just because he knows what you need, in detail, does not mean that he can simply provide it to you. You must ask for him to bring it forth. It is the law of agency that you must ask the Lord before he can provide it. There are two reasons for this. The first is if he provides it without you asking, then you may not recognize it as from him, and ungratefulness is a terrible sin. Second, the law of agency requires that you ask before he can intervene. If he were to intervene before you asked him to do so, it might appear that he is giving you preferential treatment over others. This is something that he cannot do as a God. He must treat all of his children equally. All his creations require fairness and objectivity from him as to this law of agency. To show preferential treatment is to show that the Lord cares more for you than another, which ultimately is impossible for him. It is important to understand that the Lord works in the small details of our lives, both from the perspective of understanding and miracles. And rarely will we see large miracles and hard-to-explain interventions in our lives. Because he's omniscient, he can plan to us what is already in our lives to provide for the miracles we need. What we need to do is to see the miracles. So often, miracles appear as a fortunate coincidence. There are not fortunate coincidences with an omniscient being. Our current prophet, President Nelson, just recently asked us to see and expect miracles. And so we should. The Lord is truly a God of miracles. When we see these miracles, we should also ask for the... When we ask for these miracles, we should also ask for the eyes to see ears to hear, and hearts to understand these miracles. We should ask to see our Father in heaven working in our lives. When you do, he will open your eyes to a whole world of miracles and workings in your life, and you will begin to more fully feel the power of his atonement. May the Lord bless you this week, and to see those miracles, the small ones in your life. Until next week, 
Do your part so that the Lord can do his.